the hell is going on around here? It's absolutely inexcusable. Except it's absolutely true. And yet it's All absolutely it. correct. I think it's absolutely thrilling. Absolutely Dystopian Podcast. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Wednesday, January 24th. And yes, I have to look because no, I can't keep track of the days. They just fly by. It's just another day. It's either payday or it's not payday. You know what I'm saying? Or it's either Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those are the only days I keep track of. Payday, sometimes I even forget that, but the weekends is what matters. The middle of the week, that's bullshit. Monday, Tuesday, that's bullshit. I get that out of there. There's fucking Thursday. Fuck that. Thursday is the day before Friday. And that's tolerable. Friday is good. Uh, but Monday, Tuesday, yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me. Those that are tuning in, the few of you. The few and the proud, you know what I'm saying? Real Americans. Real patriots. That's who we have here. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Uh, don't have a lot today. I'm going to go kind of quick because I don't have a lot of time. Uh, I'm winding down my work day. Had a brain-wracking day. Uh, but I was successful in my efforts. And I made quality products as I do. Despite the face of adversity... Freezing cold, numb toes and hands. Uh, but yeah, perfect parts every time, you know what I'm saying? Only got a few things. Number one, a few current events. We got a Russian plane, Russian jet. Crashed with 40, 47 something? Ukrainian POWs. Ah, well, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, what else we got? <laughs> the, 
They're going to be constructing supposedly the tallest building in the United States. New construction. New York, no. L.A., no. Nashville, no. Uh, D.C., no. Oklahoma City. Plans are underway for the tallest building in the United States, not the world. Uh, that's currently held by, I believe, the Burj Dubai or the Burj Khalifa, whatever it is. It was the Burj Dubai, then they changed it to the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. I think I got that right. Yeah, that's that real big one in Dubai. That's fucking, you couldn't pay me. I'd probably shit my pants on like the 25th floor. I don't know. I, I'm just... Yeah, I can't really, uh, only, only tall place I've ever been in is the CN Tower years of fucking go in, what was it, Toronto, and that was plenty for me, and, uh, eh, who knows, maybe it might be different now, maybe I just figure, fuck it, just do it, but yeah, when I was younger, I used to be scared of heights, and the CN Tower was, with the glass floor, I remember that distinctly. Also, in other news, Tesla stock is down. Hey, what do you know? Forecaster is predicting uh, might be the beginning of a slump, if you know what I'm saying. If you got Tesla stock, sell it right fucking now. If you didn't sell it in the last week, after all the news reports of all the people stuck in the snow and the new Cybertruck getting under 200 miles on a charge... You might want to sell your Tesla stock, boys and girls. I think this might be the pinnacle. Now, SpaceX is doing good and all that other stuff. But Tesla, I think we've uh, peaked. I think we've just about peaked on the, on the EV. Something tells me. California, people out here are buying the shit out of them. They're getting cheaper on the used market and everybody's buying them. Isn't that great? And everybody's racking the fucking miles on them. That's great until you get up to about 170. Then you start sweating bullets because when your battery goes bad, you might as well drive it in the river because it's completely fucking useless. Unless you want to shell out 25 grand and put it back in your car and hope the chassis lasts another two years. Nope, not doing that. But a lot of people buying them. It's kind of a niche. I think it's going to eventually, pretty soon, after this winter, <laughs> all, the, all the states that get snow and cold in the wintertime, I think that the Teslas are going to be traded in on a massive scale. New car EV sales, you got to have... Ford's already cut their, their lightning production in half. It's not looking good. And Mercedes is coming out. Everybody's making new EVs. And you might want to just stick with selling those in like the southern states. Like uh, California, Texas, Florida, the southern coast states. Warm climates because in the cold those things are not cutting the mustard. Fuck that shit. You can't even give them away as rentals. Hertz is cashing in all their rentals. People don't really want them. It's great if if you're not a commuter, if you just need a car for pleasure and you've got extra money, if you feel like dinking with it, if you've got a home charger installed, if it's not your primary vehicle, if you think it's neat and you want to 
drive, uh, take a Sunday drive or whatever, because they are, I mean, the performance is stellar, uh, I guess, but I would sell my Tesla stock today if I had any, but I'm a broke motherfucker, and I couldn't even afford it before they did the stock split. I don't even know how many times they split that stock. Twice, three times, I still can't afford a share. So I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> That's why I come to work every day because I'm not a slick investor. But I think Tesla's headed straight down and Elon has just started maximizing his battery production in his gigafactories all around the world. And guess what? I think we better start finding other uses for those batteries. Maybe you can put them in like the, uh, the power walls in people's homes or something. Even so, I guess they last 10 years and then they crap out. You know, who wants to put a $20,000 battery in their house that's only going to last 10 years? That I think they, they overshot. I think Elon overshot. I think America overshot. I think the government is still in fucking la-la land especially in California, mandating EVs, trying to eliminate gas cars by 2035. What? Let's check back in a year and uh, see how that's working out. It's not. Uh, electric semis are not working out like everybody thought they would. There's problems associated with those. And, uh, yeah, stuff... It's not going according to uh, according to plan. Let's let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. So enough said about that. Something else I wanted to touch on today is California coming out. Everybody's uniting: the police, investigators, uh, all kinds of law enforcement, politicians, legislators. That's enough with the shoplifting. We're going to start passing some uh, new laws, some tough new laws, and we're going to crack down on shoplifting. Really? Is that what you're going to do? Really? Hey, you're two and a half, three years fucking late. All the stores in San Francisco are gone. In San Jose, they're fucking gone. All these different towns. L.A., they're fucking leaving. Sacramento, they're leaving. Guess what? You're a little late. And how come, if you really want to fix the fucking problem, you don't repeal Prop 47? And for those of you who aren't familiar, Prop 47 was passed. A lot of propositions are voted on by by the voters of California. And when they are presented, they are often... uh, misrepresented in the literature on the ballots. And they're usually in accordance with TV commercials meant to confuse, entangle things, and you think you thought one way on an issue, and then well, then they opponents will release a uh, a TV commercial that clouds the issue, and they'll throw a spin on it, and next thing you know, you think you know what you're voting on, but basically, my rule of thumb, when there's propositions on any ballot, that's no. That means that California. California legislators 
came up with some really good ideas we want to see if you guys agree with and that you can pass and fund and give us the money to try. What do you guys think? Hey, we're going we're gonna to proposition. That's like a John propositions a prostitute. Hey, we want to proposition you guys. Check this out. We're going to make this really fast bullet train and it's going to go from San Francisco to L.A. in two hours. What do you guys think about that? Okay, that sounds great. And 20 years later and half a trillion dollars over budget, here we are. They're now, now it's the slow train to Bakersfield to Merced and only two people will ever ride that train and the whole thing's a bumblefuck and taxpayer money has been literally set on fire for that project. You could literally just keep a fire going with like $1 bills for the 20 years that it's taken them to, they just now started laying like supports and track. They haven't even started building the trains yet. And it's more billions and billions and Biden's passing billions and billions of dollars. Or uh, Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation, right? Uh, so California's going to pick up on that. But back to the Prop 47, that was said to reduce prison overcrowding. We don't want shoplifters and, and people who steal taking up our valuable prison space because we need to put killers in there, right? So everybody who shoplifts, eh, if it's under $950, that's a misdemeanor. And we'll, we'll give you a ticket each time. So if you go to, to Target and you steal $925 and then you walk over to Walmart and you steal $925 and then you walk over to fucking CVS and you steal $925, that's three misdemeanors. You don't combine the amounts. And so many people are doing it and so many people are homeless, on drugs. The police were told to stand down, don't even prosecute. The, the DAs, all these crooked DAs that chase the Boudin guy uh, who was in San Francisco said, don't even bring me those cases. I'm gonna throw them right out. Let the people steal. And that's where you get the smash and grabs uh, at all the jewelry stores. And it's just gotten out of control. So instead of repealing that proposition and putting it on the ballot for the citizens of California to repeal, they're not going to do that. They're just going to pass all these other measures and get tough on crime and do all this other stuff. And they're all late to the party. And the stores are gone. All those people that were in business for 10, 20, 30, 40 years who had stores who had to close because of the crime 40 years ago, 30 years, 20 years ago to open a store. I'm sure the fees were lower, all the startup fees and permits and all the bullshit factor was probably really low and it made sense to open a store. But now, even if you eliminated the shoplifters, people aren't gonna be able to afford the bullshit fees and permits and, and all the sweat, blood and tears to start up another business because it would take 10 times as much money. And there's all this legislation, health department shit, hazmat shit, the can was it Prop 64, the cancer shit, minimum wage is, you know, most it's going up to 20 bucks depending on your business or whatever. They can't afford to do it. So they're gone. They're not going to come back. So all these high rises are empty. 
All the ones that had all the people working are now empty. And the crazy thing is, the side effect of all this is the first, the first people in San Francisco to say, hey, you know what, we got to work from home. It's too dangerous down here. People are getting their cars vandalized. People don't save, feel safe walk, getting home from work. Public transit isn't safe. Let's work from home. The first people to do that was the fucking government workers. Here's the thing that I, here's the issue that I have. If you're a government worker, don't you have to like tag in when you go to work? Don't you have like a security clearance and you have to swipe your card to get into like any government building? I know a lot of machine shops, you gotta have, you gotta, that do government contracts, you gotta card in, background check, you gotta pass muster, all that shit. Security clearances. Well, if you're working from home and you got a security clearance, how the fuck does that work? Your kids and your husband who's in a, who knows what business your husband is in, listens to you sit home doing uh, confidential work all day? How does that happen? Or how does that work out when you got a security clearance in a government job and you're working from home because the, the state government made it too dangerous for you to go to your job or work, work at your job so they sent you home. So isn't that like a security risk? I mean, nobody's, nobody's talking about any of this stuff. To me, it's mind-blowing. And that's definitely a security risk. When you have all these government people, you're sending them home. And they've got clearances. So to me, that's a side effect of allowing people to shoplift. Another thing, too. In Oakland, right across the bridge, In-N-Out Burger, one of the famous California, whatever, West Coast, whatever, burger places. They have one location left in downtown Oakland, and they're now closing it because it the workers don't feel safe uh, and customers don't feel safe going there because Oakland is a, a zoo of crime. It's a crime zoo. It's a crime Petri dish. You can count on getting fucked up in Oakland one way or another. And so In-N-Out is for the first time ever closing a store in Oakland. And I guess it's like a big deal because everybody likes that location. I don't know. I've never been there or whatever. Never going to go there. And there's another restaurant. I forgot what it was near that location in Oakland. And they have uh, restaurants. Two, actually two restaurants are closing their dining rooms. And going to drive through only because when people go in to, to eat their food, they're getting their, their cars are getting vandalized. Their windows are getting smashed out and cleaned out. Regularly. Like, like druggies are just like hanging out in the parking lots waiting for you to go in and order a burger. And then they just bust your fucking window and steal whatever you got. And then like come back 10 minutes later and do it again to somebody else. So in Oakland, people are, or restaurants are closing their dining rooms because they're getting jacked when they walk away from their car for 10 minutes. Even if they're like looking at their car out the window eating a burger, it doesn't matter and it, they're gonna do it anyways, they don't care. People are getting their windows smashed at fucking stoplights in San Francisco. You come to a red light and if somebody wants to fucking bip your back window or whatever, they'll jump out, mask on, look in your car, smash your window, Take your shit at a red light and be gone. I've seen it happen, well, on TV or on video. 
it's crazy. It's uh, it's out of hand and it's not safe. The last thing I want to talk about real quick is COVID. Not the whole COVID situation. Only the mandates. Remember when the COVID mandates came out and they said, well, healthcare people have to get vaccinated. Pilots have to get vaccinated or you lose your job. Uh, what was it like? Uh, first responders have to get vaccinated or lose your job. Uh, I don't know what other, I forget what other groups there was. And I remember in the peak of the pandemic, you'd go home, I'd go home, flip on the news, and they would show like hospitals freaking out. Like, packed to the gills, rolling people in the hallways, like emergency rooms packed with people. Today's death toll. And if you lived through that, well, of course everybody lived through it, but if you remember vividly seeing on the TV all the, the graphs and they show you every night and all the charts and, oh, no, it's a, if you get your shot, you're going to be okay if you're whatever. And it, they, they rode so hard on everybody getting the, the vaccines. They damn near... They were about one step away from forcing everybody to... At one point, they were sending people door to door with a clipboard asking who has the vaccine and who doesn't. They had just started that, and then they, they stopped that program, at least to my knowledge. They, but they were going to start going door to door, checking to see who has the vaccine, because they were stipulating that it was that bad. That, it's, that if you don't get the vaccine, you're a danger to others. Fast forward to today. You look at the TV and you see the, the southern border. You see the polar opposite of everything the Democrats have been preaching for the past three years. Get your vaccine. Get your vaccine. Get a free cheeseburger. You get your vaccine. Well, come on in. You get a vaccine shot. Well, you get a flu shot. We'll give you a discount on your groceries and all this shit. Sending people door to door to check and see if you got your vaccine with a clipboard. And here we are, the same people that told you that. Not Republicans. Yes, it started with Trump and it ended with, and it started ramping up when Trump got out of office. And then uh, the bulk of COVID was under Joey. I mean, it's, but... Republicans were not the one saying you better get a shot or else. And the effectiveness was, was touted as 99.7%. 90, oh, I'm going to get uh, Johnson & Johnson is only 99.4. Well, uh, Moderna is 99.9 and all this bullshit. It turns out it's like 5%, bro. We all got fucking lied to. We all got sold a bill of goods. And that was false advertising, and we all got fucked on that. And they're all excused because it was like an emergency situation. Now, if they gave a damn about anything they told you in the past three years, they would have all these illegals lining up single file when they come across, here's your shot, here's your shot, here's your shot, here's your shot. And you know how many of these illegals got shots? Zero. Millions of people. If you would have thought that millions of people would have came across the border like it is now you see on TV every night versus when you were watching people communicate on iPads to their loved ones while they were dying in their hospital bed. 
They couldn't even go inside the hospital. So you got the other spouse in the car on a fucking iPad as their loved one is in there dying because you can't go in there. And now they're letting all these people across with nothing. They don't even have TV shots. They don't, they don't have mumps, measles, rubella. They don't have no shots at all. No vaccinations at all. Not even the ones that work. And they're just saying, come through. Fucking come on, bro. Here's your phone. Here's your money. Come back in 10 years for your court date. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Cutting holes in the border fence so they can get through. Cutting holes in the border wall that Trump built so they can get through. These are the same people. The same people. You can't get more two-faced and evil than that. You cannot, by definition, get. That takes hypocrisy to a new level. That's like the ultimate slap in the face, hypocrisy move, middle, double middle finger to the American people. You better get your, co- you better get your vaccine or you're going to lose your pilot's license. We're going to can you on the spot, get a vaccine or you're gone. A lot of those pilots retired, they still can't replace them. And here we are ushering across people who have, who have got measles, mumps, and then they wonder where all these outbreak cases are coming from. These Democrats, bro, I'm not going to go on. You know how I feel about them. America is now waking up because all this shit is being recorded in the Democrat playbook. Everybody's keeping score now. The people who weren't, the people who were sleeping, they're now keeping score. So we know that the Democrats are full of shit versus Republicans closing the border, uh, stop printing money, stop giving our money away to, to fucking countries that don't like us. Hey, be rational and be frugal. Sounds starting to sound good to a lot of people. They're just now waking up. So anyways, that's it. That's the shit that I've been thinking about today. And what's going to get done about it? Who knows? Probably nothing until we get a new president. But anyways, I got to go. I will see you guys next time. Have a good one.
Thank <laughs> you.